Hello and welcome to Chemical Processing's Minute Clinic podcast series. The Minute Clinic is designed to tackle one critical issue at a time, giving you hard-hitting information in just minutes. My name is Tracy Purdom and I am Chemical Processing Senior Digital Editor. Today's clinic deals with alarm targets. To better understand this, I've tapped Dave Strobar, founder and principal human factors engineer for Bevel Engineering, to walk us through current thinking about alarm targets. Dave is the guiding light behind the Center for Operator Performance. He has over 25 years of experience analyzing operator performance issues in process control. Dave, what are your thoughts about alarm targets? I I hear that you think that they might be too conservative. How so? Well, uh, Tracy, thank you uh, for inviting me on this. Yes, I, I think they're they're too conservative. I think there's some uh, a lot of problems with alarm targets, and unfortunately, many companies are using those targets to drive design, and I think it may have some some negative consequences. Uh, there there's two problems with just the the targets themselves in in terms of um, uh, what's out there. The the first is we we talk about alarms, and yet uh, no one really defines how you count what is an alarm. Most DCS systems, they track both alarm actuations and alarm acknowledgments. I could make a good argument for you should count one or the other, but the numbers are different. So, you know, which one are you actually counting when you're, you're counting alarms? And that's, that's not defined when these targets are given. The targets themselves are internally inconsistent. So it's, you know, the, the general uh, targets are six alarms per hour and then ten alarms in ten minutes during an, an upset. Well, what happens if I get eight alarms in ten minutes? Uh, well, that satisfies the one but doesn't satisfy the other. So the, the, the targets themselves uh, contradict each other. So there's, there's problems with just the targets in general. But as to their being uh, too conservative, uh, what we have found is that the, the targets do not support human factors research. The Air Force uh, has been doing research for a long time, and they have far higher numbers in terms of the, uh, the number of events or alarms that an individual can, uh, can have. Uh, because of that, the, the Center for Operator Performance, uh, we conducted some studies to determine, you know, well, what were the, the correct targets. And what we found is that um, uh, there was no performance difference in 10 alarms in 10 minutes uh, than any lower number, uh, and that was for novice operators. So the idea of, of six alarms per hour um, j- just doesn't uh, hold up with uh, accepted research. When you're using experienced operators, uh, the number is far higher. It's 20 to, to 30 alarms in 10 minutes, so two to three alarms per minute during an upset an experienced operator should be able to manage. So people that are driving their uh, alarm rates to these targets are likely imposing undue constraints uh, upon their operation because the numbers just just don't match with human factors research. Finally, the targets themselves are are too simplistic. Um, It's simply a number, how many alarms per hour. Uh, There's no accounting for span of control in this. So if I had a, a unit with 50 control loops and I was uh, having five alarms per hour, that would be considered acceptable. And if I had a unit with 300 control loops and I was having seven alarms per hour, that would be seen as unacceptable. And yet clearly uh, the uh, 50 loop at five alarms per hour probably has far more alarm problems than the 300 loop at at seven alarms per hour. So it, it makes no account for span of control. 
there's no accounting for priorities uh, in it. So all alarms are treated the same. So I could have uh, uh, six emergency priority alarms per hour, and that would be graded the same as six low-priority alarms per hour. Now, there's some inference you can draw in terms of applying priorities, but it's not explicitly stated. So if we're going to use targets, I think we really need to have the uh, uh, the numbers in there. And then finally, the um, the way the the the, uh, the means are calculated isn't specified. So, do I use the mean uh, number of alarms for the average? Do I use the median? Uh, because these are not normally distributed uh, events, uh, those two numbers will differ. But uh, the standard doesn't specify which of those numbers you should use. So overall, I would um, I, I have a lot of reservation about both uh, using the particular alarm metrics as they're specified, and then the metrics themselves and the numbers they're putting out there. I, I think uh, plants may be taking action that uh, is inappropriate and uh, not supported by data. So what can be done about this? Well, I think there's some, some stepping back from metrics and not getting caught up in that is the easiest thing to do. So there's ways to tell if you have a good alarm system um, that are better than alarms per hour, or at least until we get uh, uh, better numbers and, and define how those numbers should be calculated. The, the, the first and easiest is to make sure that under normal operation, uh, the operator's uh, alarm screen should be blank. Uh, so if there isn't an alarm they're working on, there should be no alarms on the screen. So if you ask an operator, how's their unit running, and they say it's running great, the alarm screen should be dark. Uh, so that's that's a pretty simple and easy objective uh, to uh, to have. You'd like in your alarm, uh, the way your alarms are configured, you'd like it to have a pyramid, and that is you want more of the lowest priority alarms than the middle priority alarms, and you want middle more middle priority alarms than the highest priority alarms. So you want to have this pyramid distribution. There's percentages you can use, but if you achieve that, so more low than medium, more medium than high, uh, you're, you're probably in, in pretty good shape. Uh, ultimately, if you can group the alarms for the operators so that uh, they can uh, process mentally large chunks of them together using some higher order alarms, it's a little more complicated, but I, I think that's the, the real uh, breakthrough in allowing operators to process the alarms. So the solution isn't in counting alarms. It's looking at how the alarm system is configured. Okay. Well, if you were in charge of alarm targets at a facility, what would be your first step to ensure operators could deal with all levels of alarms? Well, you, you do want to track it. Um, you can ask the operators themselves. They, they know whether their system is good or not. Uh, so download your DCS database. Uh, you can do a configure. You can do a quick configuration check in terms of your priority distributions. You can look at the ratio of alarms to controllers. We have found that to be very useful in terms of um, uh, looking for over alarming. So if you have more than three alarms for every control loop, and by a control loop I mean something with an analog output. Um, that's probably cause for concern. So if you're running five to six alarms for every control loop, uh, you probably have an alarm problem and you need to, in, to investigate it. Um, again, if you've got alarm screens uh, under normal operation that have 10, 12 standing alarms, that's probably indicative of a problem. So it's less counting about metrics. It's more about understanding how the alarm system is configured and creating a system that is going to give the operator uh, clear 
and concise indication of a problem when the problem uh, finally uh, arises. Well, Dave, thanks for manning the Minute Clinic booth with me. As always, chemical processing aims to help readers make plants as efficient, safe, environmentally friendly, and economically competitive as possible. If you have a question to be if you have a question to be discussed in the Minute Clinic, obviously I need help with my speaking. Visit chemicalprocessing.com/minuteclinic. It's a new series, so speak up and your voice will be heard. And be sure to check out the other clinic topics we've discussed while you're there. On behalf of Dave, thanks for listening. <laughs>